Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Folks, when you start to understand the housing market, when you start to understand your your local area, you will very likely uncover something that I think is secret. And that is what part of your market moves first. It gets hot first and it gets cold first. If you can find that, you can start to see the future. That is why, folks, I talked to Omar Alfaro in the high desert because for California... The high desert moves first, both up and down. Now we're going to talk to Beth, who is the expert in King County, and see if she has some nuances about King County. Beth, what do you got? Hi, Mike. Hey, great to be here. So I do notice that there are certain areas that are almost like the like the canary in the coal mine, but or that, that connotes a, a negative thing, but it could be just as equally positive first or mover. negative, but it's like the first, first thing. It's like you put your finger to the wind and you feel it like, oh, this is happening over here. That's an indicator of what's going to branch out to the other areas. And I have seen even within certain submarkets, there's different neighborhoods or different areas that do seem to get hit first. And sometimes they do it seasonally too. But I do notice that there's, so for example, I'm in the Seattle, greater Seattle area. And on the east side, there's this one area called Sammamish that I'm just happening to be noticing in the last couple of few days that houses listings there are getting bidding wars again and going up a decent 10% over list. And I'm seeing that regularly. If it happens once or twice, it's an anomaly, but if it happens where it's almost every listing, then we see something as bigger as going on. But I notice when you go outside that area, I'm not quite seeing that yet, hmm. but it's giving me an indicator as an agent when I'm getting ready to put listings on the market that, okay, I think our strategy needs to shift a little more toward, but giving the potential for multiple offers okay. or, but we can also just as easily see in Sammamish. I remember last summer. So Sammamish was one of those areas that in, um, in, when was it? It was about the first half of 2022. That's when prices there spiked the most. They yep. were up over the list price to sale price was over about 30% Delta. So it was like 130% of list price to sale price for a little while that, there. That would be a hot market. Yes. So hot, it was almost impossible to navigate if you were a buyer. The thing mm. we've talked in the past about some of the just insane things people had to do to get offers accepted during that time. And mm. then when the rates crept up, it slammed on the brakes faster than anywhere else. It's like all of a sudden nobody was buying there. Mm. The only offers coming in were low balls right. and people were offering hundreds of thousand dollars under your list price. First, they wait for it to come down a little bit. And you have to, we had to do price drops that were six-figure price drops. Mm. Agents were doing that for a while there. So someone's, this is a place where, you know, maybe the, it was topped out around a million six, a million seven, like typical list price, okay. you know, for this, right. this is an area where almost everyone seems to be in some way related to the software industry. So okay. that's what that market is. And it, uh, the, the breaks were slammed, price drops, six-figure price drops, and then the mm. offers coming in were six-figure more under mm. that. It corrected really fast. Right. 
Okay. And I have to say, you know, hats off to those buyers out there that saw their opportunity. They're like, we're going to get a deal if we're buying right now. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That disrespectful (laughs) offer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and they did, but now uh, inventory got so low that, and and people got accustomed, more acclimated to the interest rate environment that we're Mm -hmm. in today. And also let's not forget that the stock market, the S and P is, you know, closer to a high than the bottom. Yeah. A lot of people likely are using stock or RSUs or options or whatever, whatever handcuffs they have from their day job. And they're like, okay, you know, my, my stock bounced back 50%. Let's sell now. They feel more comfortable. There was a lot of talk about tech layoffs and a lot of layoffs did happen for a while there. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not hearing so much about that now. I'm hearing some, but not a lot. So I think that a lot of people maybe feel more secure in their employment and their stock portfolios and they want to buy a house. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing for sale. So they see something comes up, they're jumping in and going all, all out. However, you go a few miles away mm-hmm. in an area that has a lot of the same types of buyers, but it's just a little more away from that epicenter. It's Is a lot more what's, than this. What's the price point in the other area? Is it below the one six? I'm guessing. Yeah. So um it's probably closer to about one, two or so in those other areas. Oh. Okay. So again, you've got this little hot spot mm-hmm. where all the, um, you know, dual income, you know, engineering types are kind of moving. They drive Teslas and we all know the types. And then you go out 20 minutes away, not as hot. Not as hot, but um, it's, and it's a little bit of a different buyer. It's the people who want a little more elbow room. It's a little more of a rural feel. Okay. It's still easily commutable to Amazon and all those areas. So it's the same buyers, but it's the people that want to be a little yeah. more re- out from the tiny, and the small lots and the subdivisions. They want a little more breathing room and mountain views and things like that. Okay. So, okay. and those areas I'm starting, I'm, but the, the inventory in the surrounding areas is so minuscule. Mm. That's hard to get enough data points to really see. So, so it's, it's, so I think what you're highlighting for me is exactly what I hope people start to understand. So you get this little hot pocket that gets hot or cold. It draws or pushes people to the other areas, right? So when this market gets hot, people get priced out. They're in a buying mood. So they go a little farther yeah. away. They get yeah. a bit bigger bang for the buck. But when this market gets cold, it's drawing people in and they're writing low ball offers and they're like taking their swings. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I call it the sense. epicenter and stuff. So it's like people, when people get, so for us, like say the, the true epicenter is probably Bellevue, which is right across the the mm-hmm. Lake Washington from Seattle. And so we got that epicenter. Seattle's its own epicenter. And then there's Bellevue is the epicenter. This other area Spanish I'm talking about is one rung out from that. Okay. And then these other areas are like two, three rungs out, you know, it's, mm-hmm. and you're all right that when it contracts, it sucks people in and then pushes them out. So We've been seeing that for a long time, but I've been seeing it a little more emphasis on that lately because we've seen these these a little more extremes in the hot and the cold. It's a low inventory that's pushing that. Yeah. Um, and then we see then we see totally different things. Like if we look at the city of Seattle, I was noticing in, in July stats that their price year over year median sales price was down 5.6. Hmm. But then in other areas, like what I'm talking about, like we were up 5.6 because we already had that hit. We got hit so right. hard. You know, we were down, way down for several months there where Seattle was a little more, uh, they didn't have the spikes and the drops like we had. It, didn't, it wasn't as sensitive to the- Right, noticeable, the, yeah. 
it's, 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 the yes. housing the housing market has always been location specific. I think what we're experiencing now is not only that, but price points, right? This is something I've been talking about for a while. Lance Lambert from Fortune's now picked up on. And, you know, Seattle is akin to San or San Jose a lot. It's a tech heavy area. And I don't know Seattle off the top of my head, but I know San Jose's because the numbers are so shocking. The luxury market in San Jose, California, as of last month, is down 10% in price. That's almost a correction, or it is a correction at 10%. The low end, the first time home buyer, record high, never been higher. How can both those be true? Well, it can be true at 7.5% interest rate with no active listings. That's how that happens. Yeah, and the interesting thing that I saw, Mike, was... When I was looking at our price, I, I put it into different quarters, like the bottom and, you know, up to a million and then a million to one five, one five to one two, to sorry, two, and then two, two million and up. And the interesting thing I saw, which was a counterintuitive to what I was expecting to find was that the over two million, it was 99% list to sale price, which shocked me. Interesting. And I saw at the the bottom tier rung, it was about 101. So there's not a lot of difference right now. And I think it's because- I, I would be very interested to your earlier point. Again, this is one gut opinion, pure guess. My gut, it says over 2 million bucks are only selling after they've had a first price drop. Which yeah, might be so artificially- Yeah, so I tell you, so like original, I, have, I haven't had my data oh, here. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> And I try not to read off sheets when we're filming, we're, you know, taping, but it's 2,681,000 was the original. And then 2,655 was the sale price and only 20 oh, well, days no, on market. I'm wrong. Now, granted, this was not the whole, all of King County. I was looking more east side. So okay. if I looked at your all area. of King County, it's going to be a little more all over the place, probably. Yeah. But you're looking at your backyard. That's interesting that because it wasn't showing that a little, or a few months ago. No, so what I'm wasn't. seeing, Mike, is like, I think this is another example of, this is the area that kind of gets a little bit of, a, you know, injection of juice back into the market a little sooner. Well, let me ask you one follow-up question because I like data. So you're so first off, my first guess was wrong. Let's be clear on that. How about transaction volume? Is transaction artificially low above two million, and thus it's it's skewed, or are transactions relatively consistent uh, to past months or quarters? Well, I'd have to dig into the more specific because I only have just a little a, a printout yeah, sheet here, you know, but it does show the inventory is low. Uh, it's definitely low. Yeah, because what I'm thinking is, and again, these are just numbers for ratios. Let's say over the last 90 days or, you know, you sell 50, 2 million plus homes a quarter. I'm just making this up. Maybe last quarter you sold 13 and thus the list price, yeah. the sale price is yeah. kind of. And I, I only look back 30 days on this. So ah, okay. that's, it's just the last 30 days, which was very slow. Yeah. But what I did see also was, I'm like, what about these ones that are three, 4 million or more, yeah. you know, but a lot of those were lakefront or something like that. And people just like snatched those up factor. still. Yeah. yeah. So it was not what I was expecting to see, yeah. but is that an did indicator you... of something that's going to persist that that market is going to rebound remains to be seen. We, I don't know, I think, but we're going to talk every week. That's for sure. I know. Yeah. I have to say, like, we saw our big hit a year ago. So that's when everything went came down extremely fast. So yeah. it's interesting to see where we come from here. It feels almost like it's finding it's kind of a stasis where it's going to. Yeah, I think that's exactly. It's kind of slowish, but um, 
slowish in, in number of listings and transactions, but prices are going to be sticky. So, so I wish somebody would have called that transactions down 40% listings yeah. record low and sticky prices. Yeah. That's, I, I want to give people some hope. I know. I, th I think I heard that a few times. Yes. A few times. Yeah. A few times, but but I want to tell people there are still, if you know how to read between the lines and see things and watch your buy box every day, you will see the anomalies in there. I could point oh, to yeah. a few now. I'm like, oh, here's some ones that if I was in the buying mood that I would consider because mm -hmm. they have X, Y, and Z that's bucking yeah. the trend of what we're seeing in these other, you know. So it's important to take a look at the market overall and your sub-markets, but also look, you know, you need to be able to spot the anomalies in each property to find yeah. the opportunity. It's going to require that um, deep, level of analysis and observation and just turning over all those stones focus and daily discipline it's the only way to make it work it's yeah. uh, i think that's going to be the key for the next couple of years the opportunities will be there motivated sellers do pop up uh the anomalies do happen but you've got to be you got to look every day yeah. these people that tell me i'm going to look on saturday i'm like don't even bother you'll miss it bother. if there's a good one somebody's going to find it day one yeah um and and looking for the ones again where people just they they they're not able the seller's not able to do the work to shine it up and do the prep and they just can't deal with it and if you can come in there and solve their problem so here's this might be a whole other video so i'll just tease it be another video but like all right when people tell me they're all upset because i offered more and the, the seller ended up taking less and therefore somebody did something unethical and i can't believe my offer wasn't accepted because i offered more I can you know tell what? you as somebody who works with a lot of sellers and observes many, many, many uh, hundreds of offers, it is often, it's not unusual at all for a seller to take the lower offer over the higher one if the terms are more appealing to that seller. You know what, folks? We will make that video number three and dig into that deeper. But before we do, Beth, somebody wanted to buy or sell in King County or get a referral to another amazing agent, how would they do that? Yeah, they can find me at BethTraversoGroup.com or find me on Facebook or Instagram. Pretty easy to, to track me down out there. There you go. Thank you so much. Thanks.